Hello and welcome to PST Review, a show as undecided as the transfer rumors around our club are, but also as determined for a good season ahead as I hope our players, both old and new, and the leadership of the team and the entire club are. Today, by the way, as I record this on Sunday, it is precisely 10 years to the day since Thiago Silva was signed to Paris. A full decade, if you can believe it, but of course today, in this episode, we focus on the future, not the past. My name is Mikko and we are in this now. The preseason has started, the new coach has been officialized, new kids are here and the team is busy at work at the training center. Uh, the tour in Japan is ahead before we start the season properly. There's also a preseason friendly in France against the Ligue 2 side, US Keville Gruen Metropole, which will be played on 15th of July. Like said, after that, it is a flight to the Far East. Uh, today we are going to have a little bit of a general look at all things PSG and, you know, some of my thoughts around it. I already uh, a little bit preemptively and speculatively talked about the hiring of Christoph Kaltier to be the coach. That was before it was official, but it was already somewhat inevitable and widely reported by many sources. But on July the 5th, the press conference was held one day after bulk of the team had returned from their holidays and with Nasser Al-Khalifi on his side, Galtier officially entered his new job in his word with a lot of humility and great determination. He accepted and acknowledged the expectation that the job has. He also accepted that there may be many skeptics around. One of the big questions I had posed and talked about in the previous episodes was that how will he deal with the world-class players, with the world-class egos? He hasn't quite had the experience of the same caliber of personnel in his previous jobs. Very few coaches have, to be honest, and this was literally the first question that arose in the press conference as well. In my opinion, Christoph Kaltier spoke very well. He's a calm character anyways, as we know it, and it helps him a great deal to be able to speak French in France. It was a very calculated and surely also well-prepared statement, as was the whole press conference, which isn't very unexpected at this level that we are on. It would be more of a surprise if they had walked in without any notes and preparations and just sort of freestyled the whole thing. Uh, his message was one of collective, a lot of emphasis on that as opposed to individualism and good communication. He was talking about the necessity of that. No compromises with the commitment. Players need to also be willing to participate. He was basically saying all the right things, which not necessarily doesn't mean anything. It's always easy to say these things. The proof will be in the delivery of it all, but it is difficult to criticize his words at this point. He did this well as one can and now only now the real work starts with the players i would say that a lot has been talked about this like i said i have been talking about it myself but when it comes to these players we sometimes forget that they too are professionals with their own career goals uh, some of these goals are individuals of course but it is difficult to meet those individual goals if the team isn't playing well it will need 11 players and the squad depth and, and, and good management and a good communication and the whole whole line of, of, of command 
that goes through the club, through this team, it needs to be working. So if we take, for instance, Messi and Ramos, for instance, they have won what can be won in football. That is very clear. Ramos has won World Cup more, but Messi obviously has his Ballon d'Ors and his trophy cabinet is far from empty. They're very, very far from it. Do they have anything left to prove? And I would say, yes, they do. The types of players that they are, they don't want to have a blemish on their resume by coming to a club, accepting the money and all that and not delivering. And for them in particular, I think the motivation is sky high since their time in Paris is more limited than for most, you know, unless some extensions come up at some point in future. But even then, the time is working against them much faster than some of the younger players because there are limited amount of years they have in their legs on this level. They have some, but, you know, not too many. Uh, This is also World Cup year. Good to remember that, which will now be played at the end of the year. So there are many players who have a lot to prove to their national team selectors as well. Uh, World Cup is something that comes so rarely, no player wants to miss it. So there's going to be some of the players who have been a little bit lackluster, but they will want to show to their national teams that they are worthy of selection. So I'm hardly expecting any mutinies in the locker room. I expect the motivation to be very high and certainly by these superstar players. You know, some of the younger players. And yes, I am looking at you, Edouard Michoud. They seem to have started the season on the wrong foot, but a little bit more on that later. I have noticed a general observation on Twitter and talking to people in general and also listening to other shows and podcasts that the French fans of PSG seem to be significantly less excited about Galtier's arrival than the ones from other countries, you know, like myself. And of course, his Marseille past explains some of it. I get that. I I very much get that. But even outside of that, this seems to be the tendency. He is, of course, on a very different level of the international top chart of football managers in the world, uh, you know, than some of the other names that could have been. And of course, the Zidane rumors got our hopes up also. I personally will wait and see how it goes. But here are some of the things that give me hope. Galtier, like said, calm and rational presence, and he's undoubtedly a student of football. Uh, Just because he hasn't had the names to dominate like PSG often does, it doesn't mean that he doesn't understand what it requires. He certainly understands how the other teams will play against us and what the weaknesses of our style are. He's very well versed into that. Uh, Also good to remember that great coaches, many great coaches, you know, take for instance uh, Carlo Ancelotti. They've had bad times before when they haven't been fully committed. Or that's certainly how it has seemed to the outside world. Uh, Ancelotti's end at the Bayern Munich coach comes to mind. The form of the team was a little bit so-so, you know, especially considering against the expectations. And it was reported that even the training wasn't all that effective and wasn't necessarily even all the time happening, taking place so much. And, and, And Ancelotti was then replaced and the team started shining again. But no one questions his credentials as a coach. No one says that he's not a great coach because it didn't go so well there. Uh, certainly no one questions it this year based on what happened. But the point that I'm making is that it is very good to have a very highly motivated manager, somebody who wants to be here, somebody who wants to perform with the club and somebody who also wants to show the world what he can do. This is Galtier's best opportunity to show the world that he is among that elite group of coaches which is kind of 
not a huge one. So he can show to the world what he can do. So I imagine that he's very motivated to leave no stone unturned when it comes to getting the results this year. Then there's the Galtier's relationship with Louis Compass. Well, they have worked together and he said in the press conference that in all those years, never has a player been recruited without his approval. Now, when we think about uh, the Mbappe extension that happened some time ago, both Kylian and Nasser were talking about how much the negotiations were about the football. They were about the football project as opposed to money or image rights, things like that. In all these conversations, it would be very naive to assume that the, never once there was a mention or the question rather that who, who will be the next coach of PSG. In that sense, I'm very confident that Caltier has Mbappe's approval and support and that will also go a long way in this locker room. And lastly, like I have said many times before, we need to be a league on monster to be a UCL contender. It's simply a form question, I feel, and league on He knows very well. He's been coaching in it since 2009. So it will be interesting to see. And as some reports suggest, three at the back could be our go-to formation this season. In the conference, he was talking sort of around the subject, not being awfully clear about it, but the signs are there, as are the rumors. That this could be the case. Three at the back. We will see. Galtier was also asked about the goalkeeper situation. He spoke very tentatively because he hadn't at the time yet talked to the various options he has in all the keepers in the squad currently. But he said that there will be number one and there will be number two rather than the two main keeper system we had last season. So that should bring some clarity, but it will also bring some questions, of course. What will that mean? Donnarumma is reportedly the number one, which is understandable because he's young and he has the future ahead of him. It will be difficult to keep him if he's on the bench. You know, he will want to play so that he can be that top world top goalkeeper, one of the top goalkeepers in the whole world for the next decade or or even longer than that. But my heart breaks every time this happens to Keylor Navas. I mean... What an amazing backup keeper he would be, but he's also one of the best in the world and it's very understandable if he will want to look elsewhere. I think at the time we were so lucky when we signed him, a goalkeeper of that quality, first of all, isn't very easy to get and then also we got him with a very affordable deal at the time. I feel like he has been actually one of the, perhaps less talked about, but I think he has been one of the key recruitments of this QSI era because before him, if you remember, it was a little bit all over. We had good keepers on paper, you know, decent ones, not world-class, but we had a good keepers. Then we also had Buffon for a bit and all that, but somehow in the final analysis, it was never the same in this modern era before Navas. Now, Uh, Alexander Letelier signed a new contract as the number three keeper. So what will happen to Sergio Rico? And if the reports are true, uh, and I assume they are, that Donnarumma indeed is the starter, what will happen to Navas? One of those will have to either be sold or, like Rico last year, loaned out. All in all, it was a very clinical presser by the new coach as well as the president. Of course, you know, this is a media spectacle. Of course, it's a media spectacle. We know that. But we also know that with PSG, the media spectacle is ever present. So it's a positive sign that it went well. I mean, it's a big part of this job. Galtier was sometimes, I would say, slightly defensive, preempting the doubters, which I get. You know, he was hitting the points about how great PSG is quite hard not making any new friends in his hometown Marseille. 
perhaps even losing some of the old ones. And if I may be a little bit cheeky, I would say that perhaps they are the best friends to lose. But in all seriousness, no evidence of his success or failure in Paris that actually matters yet exists. It just doesn't exist yet. This is just talk. We are going to start the action in a matter of days and then it's going to be a long season. So no need to dwell on these things too much for now. It is clear that there might be some teething issues. Of course, there can be a lot of adapting is needed that is required. And that would, of course, be the case with any new coach. And we will see how the first part of the season goes before the World Cup. But with the players we have, if they feel this new injection of energy after somewhat lethargic last season, despite the title, of course, I imagine that the professionalism of the players and the workforce will take us far. The second part of the season is a big question also because this is a particularly long season, that much is clear. And who has had then the World Cup success when January comes? Who has had the injuries? Who feels the fatigue? And which players who haven't been to Qatar will need to catch up with the rhythm? But those things will come later. We can't be in that time yet. We can't preempt that time too much. We will see how it goes. This is going to be unknown territory. This season is going to be a little bit unknown territory. So so I don't get I won't get too much into that, but I can tell you this much. The next summer holiday will be very necessarily and desperately needed for all players across all the leagues and teams. And we of course hope to get there with as many trophies as possible to win. It won't be easy, but it's a good objective. Fingers crossed. Transfers are a topic that is difficult to stay on top of, but let's have a quick look at it anyway. It deserves to be said, first and foremost, that these things move very quickly. Much of the press that reports about these things can be quite unreliable at the times, and even if there are accurate leads and, and proper good you know, information, that information may have changed entirely in a matter of minutes. So you never know how these things are going to go, and Also, it's good to remember that players and agents, they like to leak convenient rumors that might swing the negotiations into new gear or help them to bark in a few more euros to their salary as well. So there's those things, those leaks that are kind of always brought in to mix the news and it all becomes this uh, a, a little bit overwhelming um, stream of information. Some of it will be quickly forgotten. Some of it will lead to somewhere, you know. So this is all make of what you will department. But of course, there always is some truth to this stuff as well. The basic rule is that usually the players that come to the club, they have been rumored about, but half of the players that have been rumored about aren't coming. So you you will have to wait and see who are the actual ones that are coming. Well, the one that is already announced and officialized is Vitinia. He's a player who at the time of recording has been already joining his teammates, his new teammates at the training grounds. Uh, From the first footage, he seems like a very shy guy. Who knows, a little starstruck even. Uh, But I'm sure he will get comfortable also when his compatriots Danilo and Nuno Mensch arrive on Monday. Uh, This is just an observation I made from the PSG TV footage. When he was meeting some of his new teammates uh, earlier this week the main thing anyway is to be a beast on the pitch that is all that counts in private or or, or, or socially you can be shy and I'm not saying that he is I'm just saying that he he, he appeared as as, as 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 he wasn't the most extroverted person in the in the in the gym when the when the other players came to meet him uh, Le Parisien listed PSG's departure wish list which will not be of course managed to move in its entirety perhaps one or few of them will be moved but the list goes as follows 
Levin Kusama, he's the obvious one. What can I say? Uh, Dinai Bimbe, who I, I hope that he will get his move to Bundesliga. There had been interest from Bayer Leverkusen at some point at least, and I believe he will do well if he goes there. Because PSG also at the moment seems a little bit like a dead end to him. I, I imagine his transfer fee won't be sky high if he is sold, but hopefully some percentage from the future sale is part of the deal if it should happen. The Senegalese players Abdou Diallo and Idrissa Gana Gay are also on Le Parisien's list. Gay has reportedly some interest from Turkey and Diallo, I would like to keep him, but I understand his urgent need for minutes as well. That's something that he is going to want. So if he can't get them in Paris, I fully understand that he will have to go and look for them somewhere else, especially again on a World Cup year. The same, of course, goes for Kerer, Tilo Kerer. Uh, I'm sure he could uh, find a job. He has a very good last season, I think. I mean, he's not like a kind of starter starter, but he had a good last season when he was playing. Then we have soon to be dad, Julian Traxler. He has been so comfortable in Paris with so limited amount of minutes for so long that he's slightly different case. Who knows what will happen with him. With Paredes, there's been reported interest from Juventus. Not sure how solid that is. And his compatriot Mauro Icardi doesn't seem to be in the club's plans at all. Here's a fun fact. I don't know if it's fun, but it's a fact. If both of these players would move on, we would have gone from four Argentine players and one manager to just Lionel Messi. Danilo Pereira is on the list too. I, I don't mind seeing him stay. I like his I like his uh, energy. I like his mentality. Perhaps mentality is a better word. I think he's a, he's a good player who brings stability. He's calm. He, his calm presence. Yes, he, he's, he's not a world-class midfielder, but at the same time, his mentality raises him several levels upwards in the in, in the list of our midfielders that we have had, especially last year. He had a very good season. And then Whatever Ander Herrera does, that remains to be seen. But with his salary, age and recent injuries, it is a big ask to sell him. And and, and then we have finally Jorginho Wijnaldum. Now, we all know that he had a nightmare season, so much so that he was relegated from captainship of his Dutch national team to the no selection at all. And again, this is a World Cup year. That's not something that he wants to happen to him. I think his Liverpool credentials might help him to find something, though it's a very open-ended question, that one. In in many ways, all of these are. So that was the list Le Parisien had published. Don't expect all of them to move on. That's a very unlikely scenario, I think, but the message has been sent anyway. We will see where we end up when the August comes, or, or certainly when the September comes, where we are in, in terms of our playing staff. And as far as the incoming... And this really changes every day, all the time. But Milan Skriniar, who has been one of the longer-lasting rumors, is a transfer call for the club. He's a defender, of course, and seems like he could be coming if we can get the deal done. Then we will see what that will mean to our defense and 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 is there going to be some players from there who are going to be leaving. Of course, the tree at the back is also going to change change that dynamic a little bit. Skamaka rumor also lives on and reportedly, that is a real lead. It was at some point mentioned that it could be a kind of like a plan B, plan C, that type of thing. But it seems that it is something that PSG is after. 
Then we have Renato Sanchez. That one sort of changes almost every day. One day it's almost done. Then it's not happening at all. It's entirely sort of on hold. But the most recent information is that the deal is alive and well and it could easily happen. And reportedly he would be very interested in joining us. Of course, we want players who want to play for us. Now, as I'm recording, L'Equipe, make of that what you will, is reporting PSG interest in Kepram Turam from Nice, who would be a great player. Of course, he would be is a really wonderful young player and one that Galtier knows very well from his time in Nice. I'd be very up for him to come, but Nice had been communicating earlier when they announced their new coach, Lucien Favre, that no players will follow Galtier to Paris or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but these things, of course, can change. And for everyone, there is a price tag. Ugo Ekitike is reportedly also keen and could be something we are after. And then the good old-fashioned star signing rumor, Robert Lewandowski. As far as I'm understanding, it seems quite clear that Barcelona is Lewandowski's primary goal, but with their sketchy finances, You never really know what's going to happen with that. What seems evident is that he won't be staying in Bavaria, which is going to be a big move one way or another. But some options are, of course, also pretty much always open in Premier League. I mean, he's a he's a great player. He's a great striker. He's a very proven striker. So which club wouldn't want to have him? It's a question if he wants to come. And it's also a question if uh, the teams can afford him. He's not going to have a small salary no matter where he goes. In an infinite universe, anything is possible. And this may be a case where his options are also becoming limited as the weeks go by. But somehow I think that one of the things is, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but I think that one of the key deciding factors to him, uh, certainly a consideration, could be Ballon d'Or. And Paris uh, with Mbappe and all the other players that we have, it might not be the easiest place to come for that because... If we would get all the way, let's imagine for a moment, if we would go all the way, would he be our standout player? He could. Of course he could. Of course he could. We all know that this is possible, that he could be. But it's not very easy. He's a world-class player. He deserved Ballon d'Or the year it wasn't given. It's a shame that he wasn't given that he, he deserved it. But if that indeed is a deal-breaker or, or even change-maker, if it's even a minor consideration for him, he might rather look elsewhere. That is just like the way that it goes. That is my analysis of the information we have at hand at the moment. But transfers, they live all the time. That is why I won't use too much time to talk about it because I trust the deal when someone posts footage from the player walking at the factory getting ready for the medicals and signing, things like that. That's when the deal seems to be done. It's very unfortunate Also very disappointing anecdote about our young midfield promise, Edouard Michoud. He, of course, had a bad last season because despite being sort of on the verge of selection and minutes for more or less the entire league on season last year, he got frustratingly little actual playing time while less effective out-of-form aging players were given chance after chance after chance, no matter how difficult it seemed to be for them. Pochettino, in, in this regard, I mean arguably in quite a few other regards as well but especially in this regard I think Pochettino did a lot of damage I mean Michoud and Simons are prime examples of that and much talk about Michoud being ready to leave as soon as possible Simons of course already did whether he will come back one day time will tell we, we simply can't know that yet but 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 he definitely has has signed uh, in PSV Eindhoven that is clear 
I don't know if it was because of his evident displeasure and willingness to be elsewhere, but Michut was invited to start the preseason training later than many of the other youth players. One week later, he was scheduled to have a meeting with Luis Campos, which he skipped, and then the next day or so received reportedly a strongly worded warning during a brief get-together. Look, I get his frustration. I really do. I really get his frustration, but he is supposed to be a professional. Now, he's 19 years old, which means that he's very young, but he's not a child. I was tweeting about this the other day, how some people, many people were very harsh against, at the time, 16-year-old Tangi Kwasi uh, when he left us. In my view, he was ill-advised by his agent, but he didn't sign the contract with PSG. He was free to go and he went to Bayern München. And he was a literal child at the time. Now, Mishut isn't, and he is under contract with Paris. Mishut can vote, he can drive, he can buy booze and whatever else. So this is a huge disappointment because as good of a promise as he is, to me, this is a massive red flag. The entitlement we saw with Rabio comes to mind, and that is a kind of characteristic that you have it or you don't have it. I mean... I guess technically you can develop one, so perhaps you can also fix up as well. But despite all the anger he may hold inside, you come to the meeting when you're called, if you're professional, because you are under contract. There's a contact, the contract binds you to that. Now, he might think that he's been promised this and that, and and that hasn't been delivered. He might feel that certainly some kind of a verbal uh, contract has been broken. I don't know. But he was being incredibly unprofessional. And how this story evolves, we obviously don't know yet. But not a great start for the season to this young midfielder. Not at all. But it is what it is. Not to end on a negative note, Neymar seems to be full of confidence. And I quote, This season, all the shots are going in. Free kicks from outside of the box. And also with my head, I trained a lot during the vacations. That is what he said during a Facebook gaming stream or some such. I'm, I'm not too well versed with whatever happens there, but a great to have this kind of right can-do attitude. It doesn't sound like he's unhappy at all, and I'm reading too much between the lines, perhaps. Perhaps I'm reading too much between the lines, but dare I suggest that it is also some sort of a vote of confidence for Galtier's reign as well. He seems to be excited, and that is a good thing. That is what we need, not just from him, but from the whole squad. I mean, what would we give for an injury-free season for Neymar? <laughs> that would be some of, one of the best things that could happen to us, or at the very least, no injuries during critical times. Next spring, post-World Cup is going to be a whole different type of a beast, but the same applies, of course, to all the teams. That is all for this episode. We are waiting to hear how the transfer news develop. Perhaps some new has already happened between the time I'm recording this and you are listening to this. That is the nature of this time that we are living through at the moment. That is how our summers seem to go these days. And we will cover those things as the time comes. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Mikko. Feel free to subscribe if you already haven't. Like, tell a friend, do what you please. More PSG review next time. But until that, take care and peace. Peace.